Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Today I am chatting with Julianne Laird and Julian Dunham, who are the co-regional directors and regional director for Lasanne Oceania. And we are talking about connecting influences and ideas for global missions. Welcome to you guys. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Tina. It's good to be here. Great to have you guys along. So I love this idea of connecting influences for global mission. And this is the the theme or the overarching narrative, so to speak, of Lasan. So Julian, tell us who even are Lasan and the Lasan movement. Yeah, I think you just said Julian, so I'm going to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Lasan was founded by two uh, great men of God, John Stott and Billy Graham, back in the 70s. And one of the things that they observed as people who traveled the world and met with church leaders right around the world is that uh, Christians often found really weird and wonderful ways of disagreeing with each other and not uniting. Uh, One of the great things that Billy Graham did when he did his uh, proclamation evangelism is he unite the churches in any town that he was going to. And But what he observed is that often that wasn't the case, that churches weren't united, parachurch organizations weren't united. And so he wanted people to unite around the gospel, and he and John Stott came together to do that. And so that's really what's carried Lausanne through the decades now, is that desire and ability to unite people around the gospel. We'll we'll argue about all sorts of things. We'll argue about end times and sign gifts and infant baptism, you name it, Christians will find ways of arguing about it. But what Lazan and Stott did is say, let's unite around the gospel. We agree on that. We agree that people come to faith through Jesus in Christ, and we agree that we need to tell the world that. So uh, that's really the essence of Lausanne. That's the spirit of Lausanne. Yeah, fantastic. And I love that language that they use, the spirit of Lausanne, about uniting influences, um, discussing through ideas and new ideas coming forward. Now, Julianne, Tell me about one great story because I know there is a ministry in Australia that is a product, so to speak, of Lausanne, of influencers coming together. Tell us about that. Yeah, so when Carl Faze and Stephen Hale went along to one of the Lausanne gatherings, they realised as they were listening to other people in other countries, oh, we don't really have great leadership development around training up people around evangelism. And so, yeah, they decided that they would um, gather people, key leaders around Australia and, and equip them and it sort of evolved. They were able to find funding as well, um, but it evolved into Arrow. So, yeah, it was just them talking and realising, ah, oh, this is, we, we do actually need this in Australia. And it's not only that we, we need that thing, which is really important, but uh, that idea that we need each other. And so two very capable leaders like Carl and Stephen just are willing to admit that they need each other. They need to cooperate with each other. 
Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So that that's very powerful. So getting two people ended up being in the same room in the spirit of Lausanne in a Lausanne event and realising, oh, here's a need and a new idea, so to speak, was birthed from that, which is just um, brilliant. So how do we define influences, Julian? Like when we're saying we're bringing influences together um, to talk about new ideas, how do we define that? One of the realities for us around the world is that things are changing all the time. Uh, every culture is changing. Uh, globally, the culture is, is changing. That we, we live in a global community now and we're seeing uh, things shift faster than we've ever seen them before. And so at the forefront of our evangelistic efforts, we need people who are willing to adapt to new ideas and, and um, think of creative ways of going about mission. And they're the people that we're looking to. They are the influencers. They're the people who we're looking to take risks, to try new things, uh, to develop new strategies, new methodologies, still holding on to those core principles of the gospel, but finding new ways forward. And so those people, we, we want to encourage them. We want to nurture them. We want to connect them together. We want to support them and just help them to be everything that they can be under God. Yes, and I love that. So I recently was in a Lausanne event, um, Lausanne, Australia. There were some events around the country and I was in the Melbourne event and I loved that because you guys were simply getting people in the room, influencers in the room to talk, not to say, hey, this is what we need to do or this is how we should do it, but to actually get people in the room um, and just have a chat and see what comes out. It was very powerful. So listening seems to be a great part of what Lausanne or the spirit of Lausanne is. Julianne, tell us a little bit. You were in Melbourne as well. You were right around the country running all of these events. Tell me a little bit about what you did observe in the country or even Melbourne in terms of people listening and gathering together. Yeah, I think there was quite a humbleness of gathering together and realizing, wow, we probably aren't doing as well as we thought we weren't in it around reaching people in Australia. Uh, so yeah, people were saying, actually, we're probably only going about a two out of 10. And it was just a realization that actually, we're the key people around the state, actually, it's going to be need to be us to uh, step up and uh, make that happen. So it was really quite humbling. And yeah, it was in every state just realizing, gosh, like it's, if it's meant to be us, what, are, what can we do about this? And I think that's a great spot to start in because actually you do want to pray more. You know that it's going to be God at work. And yeah, yeah, also know just what a sort of uh, tremendous task this is. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd, I'd add to that that I think uh, it was really humbling to hear when we did an assessment of how do you think we're going that the number was was uh, I, I was being pessimistic and the number was lower than even I thought it would be, um, and yet at the same time there are these little pockets of good news. Uh, you know, like uh, you know the BCD guys—they're seeing people come to faith and be discipled. Uh, and discipled and come to faith. Um, Alpha are still seeing uh, good results. Uh, stories from the student ministries, stories from uh, ethnic minority churches and some of the, the micro church movements. So there are actually good news stories out there and hopefully we can 
give a megaphone to those good things because it's really encouraging to know that there are, even though the ground feels really hard in Australia and it feels like people aren't coming to faith, they actually are. And those stories just need to be told, which is, I know, is what you're all about, Tina. <laughs> exactly. Trying to get some of those stories out there. But but there is. There is a great work to be done. The church cannot sit back, and this is what I love about Lausanne, gathering influences together. We can't sit back. There is a huge amount of work to be done right now. Now, I noticed that you guys with Exponential brought out Ed Stetzer from the US who was a wonderful speaker, but also he is involved in Lausanne, USA. So what did you both learn? Maybe I'll start with you, Julianne. What did you hear from Ed? What did you like about what he had to say and add to the conversation? Yeah, I thought it gave a really good balanced view about how we actually do need to uh, be on mission and uh, that we're all called to that and, and in different roles. And it was just great having someone um, from around the world who's thinking about this as well. And, yeah, this is a global issue. <laughs> so I, it was great to have uh, Ed there. Plus he's, like, incredibly funny, so that was great as well <laughs> and super sharp. And I guess uh, he's a missiologist, so I guess he really brings that um, an underlying theology of how we do mission. What did you like from him, Julian? Well, I'd actually go back to a talk that Ed did for us when we launched these events. Uh, I think that was sometime last year. Um, and one of the things that Ed talked to at that point is that the reality is we're facing headwinds. The gospel is facing headwinds right around the world. There are all sorts of challenges to the gospel and all sorts of barriers that are now up for people um, around the gospel, be they political barriers or are they barriers to do with um, the, the historical uh, sexual abuse or even current sexual abuse within the church. You know, there are all sorts of things that are uh, coming between people and the gospel. And the, the encouraged thing for me about that, what Ed, Ed said, was that we're experiencing headwinds, but it's okay. We've been here before. The church has been through some really horrible periods at the hands of others and sometimes at its own hands, you know, and a lot of what we're facing at the moment, we can't blame on anybody else. It's We've got to take responsibility for mistakes that we've made as the church. And, and Ed was really reassuring, we've been here before, it's okay, we can humbly work our way through this and, and if this isn't the end, um, this is just a new beginning and, and I found that really reassuring. Yeah, he was very good. I did hear that as well, and I loved what he had to say in Melbourne also. I, what I love about Lausanne is this idea of issue networks, which I'm not hearing anywhere else, about working through some issues and how do we use that area to bring the gospel. Um, let's talk about that because there'll be people listening today that for the first time are hearing Issue Network connected to Lausanne, what is it? So, Julianne, can you give us an overview of what this means? Yeah, so in the past we've had well, it sort of escalates up and down in terms of what areas we're wanting to look at, but we're trying to think about some key themes right around the world and bringing in expert thinkers and practitioners to help contribute to the conversation. And so, yeah, just, I don't know, if you think about all the Buddhists in the world, like how do we actually 
bring in the best thinkers and practitioners on how you reach Buddhists or Muslims or um, there's a whole range of areas. Uh, when we were in New York uh, recently, we organize, we basically put together all the different issues we think we need a hand with and they've collaborated and put them together into 41 issue networks that we might spend some time thinking about and trying to gather the right people around the world. And there are things like, yeah, technology, like what, um, yeah, how do we go forward with that? What are the things that we need to be thinking through and um, like AI, that sort of stuff. And yeah, really trying to get um, good thinking around this and really to help Christians have a good understanding of it and how we might reach into that area in a quite profound way. Yeah. So are we saying things like, with? let's take that one for example, Julianne, are we saying we want to know how do we best use, say, the technology, but how do we use that to reach people in that area of technology or reach in general? Is that, Are we exploring both sides of the coin, so to speak, with these issue networks? Yeah, like what's our ethics behind it? But also actually is this a tool that we can use in terms of reaching uh, even further? Like it just hasn't been explored at this point. It's just so, such new technology. But, yeah, like let's have a think about this and get the people across the room who are really into this space and help us think it through in terms of how this might be utilised. Yeah, great. Julian, talk to me more about these issue networks because this is a fascinating part of Lausanne. Yeah, I think it's partly, if you use an analogy, it's like peeling the orange, peeling one piece away from the orange so we're not trying to tackle all of it, evangelism, discipleship in one lump. But there are some people who um, may not be engaged around any other issue around the gospel, but technology might be something that they're good at. And for many uh, young people, they mightn't have even thought about how their uh, capacity with technology might be something that God could use for the gospel. So uh, that's an example of uh, two things can happen. One, people can get together and they can share something that they're already doing that's brilliant that then gets shared with others. But also you can have that uh, that third idea, that new idea that comes when people come together as well. Uh, so the ones that we're are primarily going to focus on in Australia. We, we want to eventually have uh, connections around all 41. But to begin with, uh, we are going to go with technology. We really want uh, uh, to gather some people around that, and there's some already some work in place around that. Uh, there's a real passion to get people around youth ministry. You know, it's a new day in youth ministry. How are we going to connect people around that? Uh, creation care, it's one of the top issues, top gospel issues today. Whether Whatever your position is on, on climate change, it actually doesn't matter what your position in. It's a gospel issue, and, it, and we need to know how to be able to uh, talk about it. Uh, student ministry is another one that's just so important. So many of the revivals around the world have begun through student ministry. Another one that's really important for us is mental health. Uh, and again, it's a, it's a big issue in Australia, right around the world. How do we engage the gospel around mental health? Now, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the workplace ministry guys. They're actually way ahead of everybody. Their uh, workplace ministry people are really well connected and they connect through a WhatsApp group and they encourage each other. They run events together. Um, so they're probably our most form issue network already, people who do ministry in the workplace. Mm. So these um, issue networks that you just talked about, those four or five that you're going to uh, focus on here in Australia, I'm assuming that you know some of the people that you're trying to connect, but there'll be people listening today that are going, oh, 
I'm that person. I'm actually an influencer in this area. I really want to get together with people. Julianne, what can people do to get connected? Yeah, so we're going to be starting up uh, Facebook groups uh, just through the Lausanne Australia uh, Facebook group already. And so we'll start up some groups uh, but please just contact us and we'll connect you in if, if you're not unable to find that. But, yeah, we'll try and get people together in conversation straight up and help them get to know each other. I think in a lot of sort of forefront issues, you do feel quite alone in terms of how are we going to reach youth in a really good way. Like there are some good uh, connections and networks, but sometimes, yeah, we just need to be able to gather people together uh, I recently gathered people who are doing young adult ministry around Australia together and quite a few of them just said, oh, yeah, we're, that's what we're experiencing as well. But it's, it's, it's just good to be able to find other people who are experiencing the same thing. And as Gillian said, you either learn something that you go, oh, yeah, let's take that on, or you go, let's put our minds together. How can we do even better with this? Yeah, really good stuff. And I'll drop all the links in the show notes as well uh, so that people can read through there and we can get connected to different groups and and start really moving forward with these areas in our country. Now, there is a big focus on the next generation, younger generations coming through because let's be honest, you and I, we're not getting any younger, although we all still do look like we're in our 20s. We're not. So there is a big focus, Julian, on trying to get younger people in. Tell me a little bit about that and the the thinking that Lasanne have around it. Yeah. So there are two things I'd want to focus on right now, and uh, we might be going to talk about L4 a little later on, but Lasanne has a has a a big gathering next year in September in Korea, and nominations are open right now for people to attend that event. And we're really hoping that the majority of the people that we send from Oceania are under the age of 40, and they're the people that we want to encourage and nurture and mobilize and re-engage. And really, I'm, I'm turning 54 this year, and my days are numbered in terms of how much influence I'm going to have, and I want to nur- nurture the next generation. I know that's really on Julianne's heart as well. But another great thing about Lausanne is, is the Gen movement, and uh, that's run by a guy called Nana Awuku. He is based in Ghana in Africa. And they are networking young leaders right around the globe. And I'd encourage any younger leaders who are listening in today to connect into the YLGen network. And I think you can put a link to that in your show notes as well. I went along to the YLGen uh, event about six or seven years ago. There was about a thousand younger leaders all meeting together in Jakarta. It seriously was so dynamic, like so much energy in the room. And it just really springboards like was it was a springboard i guess for lots of people really connecting across the globe and in some ways we we are a lot more connected in uh these years and so that's just been a fabulous thing of uh, actually seeing people across the world again and again and yeah working out what they're doing and what we can learn from that yes absolutely so exciting. I mean, I just get excited thinking about getting people in rooms and talking about 
you know, what's the needs out there in our country and, and what are the new initiatives of where we can go? Because, I mean, it, it's just incredible some of the thoughts that people have. But let me ask you, um, Julian, about this event in Seoul, Korea, 2024, September. You know, how many people are they expecting to be there? I know it's by nomination only, but tell us a little bit about what what would you expect if you were nominated and you arrived at this event in 2024? So 5,000 leaders from around the world uh, will gather. There'll be another 5,000 who will uh, be able to engage online. And the plenary sessions, the main sessions will be amazing. There'll be fantastic speakers. There'll be amazing worship and you'll uh, feel, it'll feel a little bit like heaven because there's people from every nation, tribe, and tongue together. And so that part is excellent. But let me let you in on a little secret. The best part about that gathering won't be the main sessions. It'll be what happens in the breaks. It'll be what happens at morning tea, at afternoon tea. It'll be what happens um, on the bus as you're going back to your hotel room. Uh, it'll be in those smaller little breakout rooms. There'll also be the opportunity for you to organize your own meeting. If you want to say, hey, I'm really interested in AI technology for students in Africa, you know, something quite specific like that, you can put that up as a topic and you could arrange your own lunchtime meeting for people who have a similar passion. And who knows, you might get five people there. You might get a hundred people there. Um, and and it's in those places where people make lifelong connections and make dynamic discoveries about their own ministry and the future of the ministry. So Lausanne at the best of times is connecting people. It's Lausanne on steroids when now uh, you get 5,000 people together like that. <laughs> it's so exciting just, list just listening to it. I'm like, oh, let's make that happen tomorrow. Julianne, you have been involved with a, wh a while for Lausanne and actually having this privilege of meeting up with people, being in rooms with people. Tell us a little bit from your perspective, you know, it's exciting for 2024, but just the opportunities that you've had to gather with people, what have you noticed when you've been in those spaces? Yeah, like it's hard to get your expectations right. So sometimes I go and go, ah, I'm not having those conversations. But I think what you would say is you get a good perspective of what's going on around the world. And it, like, you know, I was uh, in a group discussion in uh, with a man who was running from his country. Uh, he was in, you know, afraid for his life and I don't know, you're just listening and talking to someone like that and you just go, what the heck am I doing? Like I am not in any way under those pressures and yet I find it hard to talk about my faith and here he is not even sure where he's going to be living next year like he's um, a refugee. Like, yeah, I think it really just put the whole world a bit more in perspective and where we sit in that. I think it also just sort of sparks ideas in terms of you hear about what other people are doing. Like I really just wanted to know what are you doing in your country and each person has their own sort of story in that. And so for me it just got you thinking, okay, well, let, what else could we be doing? Uh, it hasn't ended up being collaborative as much as you could think. It's more about seeing the I think, the wider perspective, seeing uh, what other people are doing. The Younger Leaders Gathering, I think, was a bit more collaborative in terms of that the technology was better in those years, so you could actually find the people more easily. And so, yeah, a lot of the lunchtime 
groups were meeting around that. And I think that'll be definitely a different thing this time around um, just because of technology. It just makes it easier to make connections. Uh, with the Younger Leaders Gathering, we also had a whole mentor program. So any older people could actually meet with um like any younger people, if, if they're interested in an area that you specialised in, they could come and talk with you about that. So that ran constantly all the time, like um, people just wanting to know how, like for my specialty is, yeah, student evangelism. So I just had lots of people who were interested in that coming and chatting and, yeah, so it just means you could find the people. So I think part of it is finding the people who have a bit of an interest that you do um, but also just, yeah, that bigger picture and seeing where the gaps are in Australia and what do we need a hand with and who could give us a hand with that. Yeah, brilliant. And so it's all about connecting influences and ideas for global missions. So as we kind of finish our discussion today, Julian, just tell me, how would you, in a nutshell, how do we describe the spirit of Lausanne and what's sitting behind this incredible movement? Yeah. A good friend of mine, Peter Stone, describes it this way. He says, Lausanne is one of the few safe watering holes left in the world. So it's a place where uh, you can come and you can drink, you can participate, and no one's going to come and attack you for your theological belief on some secondary issue. Because if you're in the Lausanne room, you're there because you're committed to the gospel, you love the Lord, and you want to find new and creative ways of uh, communicating that wonderful message that we have. And if that's you, then Lausanne is a place where you're going to be able to hang out, you're going to be able to make friends, and you're going to be able to generate some great ideas. Uh, you're going to be a recipient, but you're also going to be someone who gives as well. You'll be someone who, who inputs into what we're, what's happening in global mission around the world. Amen. Just a wonderful conversation. So in the show notes, I'm going to drop the links in there to the Lausanne Australia Facebook page where you can already start following and participating in the conversation. And then we'll also be putting in some links to different groups and things like that, as um, the guys were talking about, that you can connect with. Also, we'll be talking about Lausanne 2024 and all the links are going to be there. I really strongly encourage you to go and have a look at everything to do with Lausanne. If you have a heart for the gospel. You're thinking, I've got some great ideas. I'm an influencer. I want to contribute. Let's talk ideas. Let's see what is possible in our generation and the generations to come. Then check out everything in the show notes. So Julie Ann and Julian, thank you so much for your time today. Incredible job that you're doing in Oceania. Thank you. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Tina. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time. Mission with God.